Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. Luke 21.1, we're reading out the Passion Translation. Jesus was in the temple observing all the wealthy wanting to be noticed as they came in with their offerings. He noticed a very poor widow dropping two small copper coins in the offering box. Listen to me, says the Lord. This poor widow has given a larger offering than any of the wealthy. For the rich only give out of their surplus, but she sacrificed out of her poverty and gave to God all that she had to live on. Some of the disciples remarked about the beauty of the temple. They pointed out all the lovely adornments and how it was built with excellence from the gifts given to God, Jesus said. But then Jesus said, the day will come that everything you admire here will be utterly destroyed. It will all become a heap of rubble. But here the Lord, he's in the temple. He's he's in this. He lives in you. Amen. You're the temple of God. And there's certain things that you do that impress him. Amen. And there's certain things you do that he wants to bring correction to. Amen. And that we come together as believers in gatherings and churches. Amen. And there's certain things, there's people sitting in fancy buildings right now. That's fine. And they're so impressed with their fancy building. God's not impressed with fancy buildings. God's impressed with people who love him and put him first. Amen. And then do other things led by his spirit with their money. I do believe the Lord seriously looks at those who take care of true widows and orphans. And he likes us using our money that way. Amen. He likes us using our money that way. Do you see what I'm saying? So God looks at things different. And he wants us to see things the way he sees things. We need to see people who walk through these doors the way he sees people who walk through these doors. I'll just be honest. To have a young teenager who would walk all the way to church by herself, get dressed up, and actually want to come. Man. You have impressed God. You impressed God more than anybody else in here tonight. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? I'm going to start living my life to impress God more. Amen? And when you read his word and get his heart, you see what impresses him. He's He's impressed that by his spirit, we went to that hospital before it was a popular now idea and ministered to Monica as a teenage mom who's now in full-time ministry and going to be one of the speakers at the conference. How cool is God? Amen? Amen? What, what impresses God is the heart of someone, and it's not about themselves. It's about him. It's about him. It's about the relationships we have that glorify him. We need to get really deal about the motives of what we do. When, when I went for my little mini vacation for my husband's birthday, it was kind of different because um, God just really put on my heart to really pray for that state. And you know, I had all the things going on about a bear. And then I walk into the store and I didn't know bear was their symbol. It's on their old flag. Their original flag had a bear on it. So I'm going, oh Lord, this is too much. And then my son's neighborhood, we didn't see a bear, but they have bears in his neighborhood. It's right by the mountains. And I'm like, 
why does this bear thing keep coming up? So I began to pray about it and I was able to intercede and the Lord showed me, he just showed me, you know, your coast where the 13 colonies were that we went to, that coast was set up because they wanted freedom of religion. They wanted freedom to worship God for real. The other coast was set up by those who came to this coast and wanted money. And then they had the whole gold rush, remember? And everybody rushed, which was very slow back then, over to the other coast for gold. So we have a nation that's divided between those who love money and riches and worldly stuff and those who originally came here for freedom. Really a freedom to worship God, a freedom that no one can stop you from worshiping God or preaching the gospel. Amen? And so the Lord began to say, you, you're not going to have, this nation won't be what he wants it to be until we begin to intercede and pray and get the love of money out of our hearts. Amen? And begin to really begin to pray and intercede for people who've been blinded by a spirit of money and prestige. We can't any longer be impressed by who has what. Amen? We can't be impressed by who has what. And we can't be envious of what somebody else has. Amen? God looks at what you do with what you have. God looks at the choices you make out of your life situations. Amen? That, that's why I was saying we can't enable other people to not get right with God. Every consequence in our life is something that jumps in front of us to make us deal with God. Amen? Every consequence, every consequence of living outside of God's will is something to purposely get in our face to give us an opportunity to get right with God. We've got to quit enabling people not to be right with God. Amen? Doesn't mean we don't pray. It doesn't mean we don't ask for God's goodness. It doesn't mean, but when Jesus is talking here, he's saying your heart that you're so impressed with a fancy building and you're missing the very visitation of God himself in your midst that you don't even understand that Jesus is impressed with the woman who has nothing but gives it to God because she loves God so much. Amen? God, I want to I impress God. You know, you impress him with your faith. There, there's some scriptures you can look at the people who impressed God. Well, if I'm going to impress God with my faith, that means my faith might get me into some scary situations. Amen? And that's why he tells us, don't be afraid. Anyway, they point out how beautiful the temple is, how it was built so wonderful from the gifts given to God. And then Jesus says, the day will come that everything you admire here will be utterly destroyed. It will become a heap of rubble. You guys, in the end days, everything that we admire that does not line up with the heart of God is going to be destroyed. So if you're all about you and you're all about money and you're all about your job and you're all about this and you're all about that, it's going to be shaken. Amen? Amen? Now, if you don't have any of that, doesn't mean you're not all about that. It might just mean you never were able to get to what you wanted to have. Can I get an amen? So you need to deal with all of that. You need to deal with envy. You need to deal with wanting what somebody else has. You need to just love what God has blessed you with and do what he wants you to do to get into what he has for your life. Amen? I, I never, seriously, I never want a bigger fancy building. Amen? I'll take one if he makes me. If it's for his purpose, if, if there's some reason. Amen. See, he wants us to get a place. Lord, I'll just do what you want when you want because you know why you're doing it. Does anybody get it? He, he's like, lay down your own ideas and ambition. But, but at the same time, don't lay down wanting what he has for your life. What do you have for my life, God? Ask him every day. Lord, what do you have for my life? I haven't even begun to do what he has for my life. I just got an invitation from Nilo. Here's Nilo doing what he's what, in his 70s. And he just met all these new pastors and leaders somewhere. And he shared about the ministry and the teaching. So they want 
us to come and do a conference in January. So he's already set us up for a conference in January. I think that impressed God. I think a man who just went through a stroke, almost died in the Philippines, and God heals him, and he gets on the plane and goes back, and already God is blessing him with what he loves to do. How cool is God? So quit thinking you're too old. Quit thinking you're too young. God, what do you want to do with my life? What do you want to do today, God? What can we do today, God? All right. And now we're getting to the end times. The Lord says, the day will come that everything you admire here will be destroyed. It'll be a heap of rubble. And then they say, Master, tell us, what ex when exactly will this happen? Can you tell us what warning sign to look for when it is about to take place? And Jesus responded, deception will run rampant with many who appear on the scene, saying, I have sent them, or saying that they themselves are the Messiah. And the doomsday deceivers will say, the end of the age is now here. But listen to me, don't be fooled by these imposters. I read another passion translation. I like it for this particular. So Jesus is saying, look, there's going to be people always thinking it's the end, it's the end, it's the end. And how many know that's true? So how many of us can say, we don't know when he's coming back? Amen? But he also gives us, even in Luke, if we kept going, that he's going to see what did you do with the talents he gave you? He doesn't say, hide those talents because he's coming back soon. If anything, you should be doing whatever he's given you, whatever he's given you, gifts, finances, everything else. You ought to be doing more with them when you think he's coming back soon. Amen? Not less. Because he's going to stand before you and say, what did you do with this? As I was listening to this on the word trance, on the passion uh, thing, on my listening in out loud, playing the speakers in my house today, and the Holy Spirit just came to me so strong. And, and it was like, Lord, I want to do what you want me to do. It's like stirring my heart again. I just want to do what you want me to do. I enjoyed my family getaway. But I would be bored to tears living a normal, everyday, get up, where are we going to go eat? What are we going to do for fun? How are we going to do? I love the relationship part, okay? I love the relationship part. I, I loved seeing my family together. I love uh, blessing my husband. But seriously, I could, I could have been just as happy eating anywhere than the big fancy meals and all we had, and the fancy stuff we went to. Although it was, it was so prophetic. We went to the Reagan Library on the same day that Roe versus Wade was overturned. And I didn't know what a library is. You know, I'm thinking some books or something. Oh my, it's like a fancy museum. But they had a whole thing about communism. They had a whole thing about inflation. They had a whole thing about how Reagan had to come and turn this nation around because the communist uh, spirit had really gotten to our nation. And, and, it just, and it showed the assassination attempts. They had videos of stuff. They showed the wars and, and all this. It was really very good timing for... Um, to be there, especially in a place where God showed me we got to defeat this bear. <laughs> Amen. And it gave me a sincere heart. He told me, go break the, break the lies of all the, break all the prophecies of all the people cursing this place. I don't want to see a horrible tragedy come to thousands and millions of people. Amen. So Friday night, we got some things to shake again. Um, he says, tell us what exactly when this happened. Can you tell us the signs? Jesus says, deception will run rampant. Many will say that they're sent by me. They'll, some will call themselves the Messiah. And then there'll be those who will say the end of the age is now here. But listen, don't be fooled by these imposters. There will also be many wars, revolutions on every side and rumors of more wars to come. Don't panic or give in to your fears, for these things must happen. But the end is not yet. Okay, now there's been wars. Okay, World War I and World War II, right? Those are really big wars. We kind of got in a phase after the Vietnam where we haven't had any uh, major 
wars as much, especially once they stop the Cold War with Russia and all, right? Do you know how blessed that is to actually have a span where our kids didn't have to be drafted into the military and people weren't getting terrible news and things? Amen. But the Lord prophesies that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and it's going to get worse and worse till he comes. And he says, don't be afraid. And that's what we were talking about earlier that we came back to this. So we have to talk to God about this. Amen. If you have a, a husband or a child or you yourself is, is in the military, you need to talk to God about this. You need to talk to God before you join the military. And then you need to say, Lord, how do I stay protected? How can you protect me in this? How can you protect my child? I believe we are in a time when prayer is powerful. How many would say just this week, the decisions we've seen come uh, through our Supreme Court, three major decisions for our freedoms. That's what they're for. Three, three major decisions came through the Supreme Court to get our nation back on track. Amen. Things are starting to turn. Has anybody noticed? There's going to be some chaos. It's funny though, usually um, if these call them elitist can get the attention going in the way they want they stop some of the other stuff amen so they stop some of the other stuff because okay now we're manipulating the people again now we're manipulating the people let's get a little bit of chaos going let's get this going let's get people so stirred up let's make people think all their rights are going to be gone by these christians I'll be honest, the things that I want completely out of our Constitution are things that aren't biblical. But I don't personally care if somebody wants to say they're married because truthfully, God is the one. Only what God considers married is married if you're in the kingdom. Amen. The rest doesn't matter. Call, you, call yourself whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. Amen. But it matters when a nation embraces something that God says brings a curse. Do you get, I, I don't, I personally don't care what two people do because if they don't find God, they're going to hell anyway. Amen. And if they find God, if we teach the true gospel and we have healing and deliverance and help people love themselves and get free, they're going to want him. Amen. They're going to get free. You can't really have God living inside of you and keep walking in practice. And the Bible says practicing sin. Amen. You might stumble into sin. You might hang up there for a little bit, but you can't continue to practice sin if Holy Spirit lives in you. Amen. It's a, it's a spiritual law. You can't. You can't. So, so our part is just to help people find Christ and get the Holy Spirit in them. Amen. And to preach the word with the power of God to convict. Amen. But my, perp my main purpose of wanting some of these things that the wrong spirit put into our constitution that our original founders did not is to break the curses off our nation. Amen? See, I will never agree with something that is a perversion of what God intended. At the same time, I'll set the people free so they can live in what God pretended, what he really meant. Amen. If I'm not going to have the authority and power to set people free, I need to sh probably shut up. Because the church is supposed to have authority and power. And we do. I'm not joking. We do. We have people completely delivered and set free and healed. And people would be shocked. And I can't wait till God starts bringing all these people forth to give their testimonies. To help other people, free from shame. Amen? Right now, train up your children. Teach your children. We have um, two people at a conference right now to learn how to help some people do that. All right. Don't panic or give in to your fears, for things are going to happen. But it's not the end. Jesus continued. There will be upheavals of every kind. Nations will... Go to war against each other, kingdoms against kingdoms. Okay, so we can really say that we're seeing more um, nation against nation and kingdoms against kingdoms, aren't we? What, what's, what would be like a kingdom? A kingdom would be like the Muslim kingdom and the um, 
you know, the kingdom of God and then the capitalist kingdom against the socialist kingdom. Kingdom is like a, a set of rules and a way they want to operate and do things. Amen. So we're watching kingdom against kingdom. Nation against nation is really nationalities against nationalities. And it's kind of interesting in the U.S. of A. because we have so many nationalities. So that would be a lot of fighting within our own nation. You don't realize when you go to a lot of nations, you don't have that. So we just have to keep praying and trusting God. All right. And there will be terrible earthquakes and events of epic proportions resulting in famines in one place after another. There'll be plagues, epidemics, storms on the earth, signs and cosmic disturbances in the heavens. But before all of this happens, you'll be hunted down and arrested, persecuted by both civil and religious authorities and thrown into prisons. Anyway, you're going to be persecuted. Okay, so I'm just going to put this out there because I've been kind of doing in times. The famines that we're looking at now are man-made. They're not the famines prophesied by Jesus in this. Amen? He's talking about earthquakes and famines that are going to happen in the earth because of God's judgment coming. Amen? Because of God shaking everything and the whole earth groaning and moaning like where is the sons and daughters of God, where, who's going to get all this right? It, it's going to come because things have gotten so crying out for the return of Christ. Amen? So what we're watching now, which is why it's not going to work, ho, is the enemy stirring up evil men and women to try to make us think this is then. So that they could do it, so the enemy can manipulate, deceive, whatever he wants to do. And personally, you've heard me say that Satan wants us to go into the dark ages. He wants us to quit being able to preach the gospel. That's his main thing. His main thing is if we don't shut up these people who have encountered Jesus in a real way and know him and know how to walk in authority and power, if we don't get those people shut up and not going through the whole earth preaching the gospel and teaching the kingdom and doing things the way it's supposed to be done. If we can't stop this bride, this perfected church from coming forth, if we don't stop it, Satan's basically, my time's over. Satan knows, you guys, he knows. It, when they show up, Jesus is going to come. There's going to be this major war and, I'm, and the devil himself is going to be thrown into chains for a thousand years. And then he gets out for a short time. He doesn't tell him how long. After that, it's over for him. Can you imagine being a creation, a creature that's been around for who knows, millions of years? And all of a sudden, you really start winding down to the end of things. And you know who's looking more than anybody to see if the bride is coming? Satan. Because he knows that's the one sign without question that's got to appear on the scene. And since he counterfeits everything, we see his harlot, the spirit of Babylon, we see that really pretty ready to go. Amen. And the enemy's like, we got to stop this bride. Guess what? He can't stop us. He can't stop the bride of Christ. He can't stop us, but we have to take it to the altar. Amen. We have to get sanctified. We've got to quit enabling. We have to deal with sin. We've got to move in God's kind of love. We've got to see things the way God sees things. Amen. And we've got to rescue and set people free who want to be free. If you don't want to be free, stay bound. It even says that in scripture in, in the book of Revelations. To those, what does it say? Um, who want to be righteous, continue to be righteous. And those who want to be wicked, continue to be wicked. God's not trying to make you change. You have to want to change. He's making you decide. Amen. And then we just pray. We pray in our healing for our children. We pray when we see these spiritual things that are blocking the breakthrough. That's where we intercede and pray. We don't tell them. They just think they just roll their eyes anyway. Amen. But you need to get serious about this. The whole time I was on my little... Um, celebration trip. I had no idea it was going to be so prophetic. I really didn't want to fly until this crazy stuff is over. Okay. And it, they really treated me. It was hilarious. I didn't 
know or care that I'm a, what am I, um, a platinum, a, le- a platinum something, um, a lead or something, I don't know, with Delta, okay? And my kids were like, Mom, you're platinum. Do you know how much you had to spend to be platinum and how many miles you have to fly and everything? I'm like, what do you think going around the world two or three times a year is going to give you some points? And that's after that lady quit taking all our points. I still got enough. I got still a bunch of points left. I didn't know. I didn't care. And then like, you can go to that. You can go to their club there. So I went in there and I'm like, I'm not paying that extra 40 bucks to go in there to get free food or whatever. And they're like, Mom. Now I might do that, me and Karen, when we're going overseas because it might not be bad to go be able to lay down, eat something, take a shower or whatever when you're doing the other trips for 40 bucks each. But I, I don't get first class. I don't upgrade. They're like, why wouldn't you upgrade? I said, because I'm not going to leave Karen sitting back there by herself or whoever else. I said, we just get our little row and we're just there. Amen? Because I don't care that I'm a lead or whatever. Whatever my kids were so impressed by. I was happy it saved some airfare. Amen? But, but I'm just saying, God has ways of telling your story to your kids without you saying anything. Things you're not even thinking about. Amen? You've got to find out what those strongholds are and break them. Get them out of your own heart first. Amen. Get them out of your heart and then begin to watch God do it. You should be seeing things. You should be seeing fruitfulness. You should be seeing some change of things. You need to pray. You need to pray. If you see an attitude or you see a hurt place or a place where deception's gotten in, you just need to pray, Lord, where did this come from? What happened? Is it a generational curse? What hurt? And he will bring it to you. Amen. This is all about you being connected to the headship of Jesus Christ and God showing you things. He's for us, not against us. Amen. He wants to rescue our families. He, he's got promises as for you and your house. That I'm gonna, he says in the one scripture I, I posted last week, my arm's not too short that I can't save you and bring you through all this mess, even if nobody else is standing up for you. And I'm going to not only take care of you, I'm going to take care of you and your children and your children's children. Whoa, it's a promise. It's a promise, amen? But start giving those promises, speaking them, so that the angels can go and war with them, amen? Amen? Get in the word for real. Spend more time in the word for what it really is, the power of God, amen? And begin, sit down and have Holy Spirit right there with you, teaching you and showing you. Don't make things up, but just say, Lord, you know, what is it? What's, what's in the way? Why, why is this happening? Why, aren't, why, aren't, why isn't this not happening? He'll show you. Amen. He doesn't show you so you can run your mouth and tell them how spiritual you are. He shows, shows you so you can pray. Sometimes he'll show you because you got to repent because you might be part of the problem from the past so that now you can pray. And then the prayers of the righteous do what? Prevail much. How many have finally seen our prayers prevail? And we need to not get in people's faces and say, ha ha, we won. It's okay to celebrate that, that our prayers are being answered. Amen? But you always need to do that with the love. If anyone wants to be ministered to, just come to our church. We want to heal you. We want to set you free. We're going to put out invitations soon for this thing in September. And I really want you to give them out. I really want you to pray over them and say, Lord, who needs to come? You don't know who's been a part of something that they wouldn't even tell anybody. You don't know what guy has paid for somebody's abortion that maybe ruined their, her life and they still sit around feeling guilty. Amen. And you know what this is doing? And this is what I love. It's putting it in everybody's face. It's putting it in everybody's face. Do you need to be forgiven? Not, hey, hey, we won. But do you need to be forgiven? And even when you write or post, don't get an argument. You usually, normally if you have somebody, especially a Christian, and they're overly posting a 
for something like this, uh, you know, against, for abortion, there's probably a deeper reason. They either paid for one before and they haven't dealt with it or repented. You know, when you sear your conscience and you start trying to justify things, you go into deception. Amen. You go into deception when you justify things that need to be brought to the cross. Amen. We got to help people quit justifying things. I'm not condemning you. You're already condemned if you don't know Christ. You're already condemned if you don't get under the blood of Jesus. I don't need to condemn you. Amen. I need to help you to get free. If you want to be free, if you don't stay, stay bound. But we got to do it with love. We got to realize we got a whole generation, 50 years of generation of young people who parents haven't raised them much and the school systems have, which we allowed to, um, we just didn't pay attention. Some people, amen. Some people didn't have a choice. They didn't have the, the money to send their kids to a different school. Amen. We need to pray for these people. We need to pray. We need to ask God to help us to bring them to the cross. Let me say this. It, you, mm, this is good. you enable somebody to stay in their sin and their wrong thinking when you try to fix things for them. Now, let me say that again. You enable somebody to continue in their sin and wrong thinking when you try to fix things for them. You minister to people when you help them to understand the power of forgiveness, the power of repentance, the power and the love of God and what he went through for them to be set free and made whole. Amen? And it doesn't matter what the sin is. That's the bottom line. And then to really move by the Holy Spirit and the gifts to bring healing to that area, to help them see uh, what God wants them to see. Amen? That's the only way you really help. I'm no, I don't have any desire. I don't feel guilty because... Um, the Supreme Court has constitutionalists put on it because of what God did and who he put in office and how he worked things and what he told me personally how to vote. Amen. I don't have any guilt that I now owe somebody else an explanation, an apology, or to pay any of their bills. Amen. And I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the power of God. I think we're just beginning to see how powerful he is in our nation. Amen? But we have to not get haughty, and we have to be humble, and we have to see it as an opportunity to rescue people, not, not put it in their face and cause division. Amen? We're not a church to put things in anybody's face. Amen. We've already faced it all. We don't pretend, we don't sit around pretending like nobody's ever sinned in this place. Right? But guess what? We're, we've been bought by the blood of Christ. We've been healed. We've been forgiven. And now we've overcome by our testimonies. And now it's maybe time for a lot of us to actually take what Satan meant to destroy you with and turn it for good. And you may be humble doing it and testifying what glorifies him and not you. But how about we do that? And God will show you what and when and who to say what to. And some things will be recorded. Some things won't. Some of you may want to speak at the conference, but like, I just don't want it recorded. Okay, we won't record it. We won't put you on live. Just make sure it's not a shame thing. But it is under the blood, so it never has to come up again. Amen? But if it glorifies God and you help somebody else be healed and set free, you're going to find a new freedom. You're going to find a new freedom. You're going to, you're going to find something so powerful. You're going to find something so powerful. So it sounds like, according to Luke 21, 11, there's going to be a great move of persecution against the church. How many know that's happening? How many know right now in this preview of upcoming events, they're setting things up for kids to tell on parents and to take your rights away as a parent and all these things. I believe we're going to push it back in our nation. It's not going to happen. Amen? Not, not now. But that's if we keep praying. But we see it. We see the fingerprints of it everywhere, right? We see them wanting to, to 
take over and take charge. We see people being arrested right now in our nation just for standing against corruption. So some will be thrown into prison. We're watching that. But how many know it's, I think it's small scale now compared to what's really coming. I call this, let's make this a practice run where we learn so much that we deal with these issues. So if the bigger deal happens in our lifetime, we've already overcome. Amen? So we'll be real overcomers. It says, determine in your hearts. Okay, it says, because you follow me, you will be on trial before kings and governmental leaders as an opportunity to testify to them in my name. Determine in your hearts not to prepare your own defense. You can practice this one a lot. Amen? This is when something's coming. Has anybody ever had any situation come up? I know you have. Where over and over in your mind, you rehearse what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. Okay, we need to stop that. Okay, we need to stop that. Holy Spirit will give us the words to say. Holy Spirit will give us the words to say. He says, simply speak with the words of wisdom that I will give you at that very moment and none of your persecutors will be able to withstand the grace and wisdom that comes from your mouth. Now, this isn't a case, if you're guilty of something, you need to get that straight. Okay, this is talking about persecution. This is people who are really innocent. They're doing what God wants them to do, but the enemy's trying to sock it to them. Amen? For someone who deserves to be standing before a judge, for someone who deserves some kind of punishment, that's when you ask God for mercy. Not lying, not twisting things, not making things sound the way you want them to sound, but pure mercy. Amen? And I know we do this. We've got to start walking this. We, we need to make this Christian lifestyle led by Holy Spirit normal for us. Amen? Normal for us. We don't get afraid. We stop and we're like, okay, Lord, what do we do? Okay, Lord, how do we do this? What do we say? Show us what to do. And trust he's, he's for us, not against us. He's going to show us what to do. All right. Now, when we get down to this, as things get worse, you can expect betrayal from your parents, your brothers, your relatives, and friends. And some may die as martyrs. So as we get closer and closer to the end, whether that's in our life stand or not, there are going to be people, even in our families, according to this scripture, amen, that Jesus is talking, that are not going to want God. Isn't that horrible? Isn't that horrible? So I would highly recommend that we really pray and cry out and ask God and learn what he wants and, and really pray for these people. Amen? And quit being afraid to stand up for Christ. You will be hated by all because of my life in you. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. My grace will never desert you or depart from your life. And by standing firm with patient endurance, you will find your soul's deliverance. In other words, in the other translation, you just stand. You do what's right and you stand and you stand in the presence of God and you stand in the promises of God. And let me tell you, get free from the fear of dying. Just get free from the fear of dying. To die is gain. Amen? To die is gain. It's our reward. And everything in between, there's grace for. So whatever happens, there's grace for it. Amen? Amen? And so get free from all the stuff that will cause you to try to take care of self, trying to make everything work out. Just give self to God. This is so, this is so true with me. This is so funny. I just have this deal with God that I don't want turbulence when I'm on a plane. And even if it doesn't seem like it's a big deal, I just kind of have this agreement with God. So two or three times on the little flight, they're like, fuck all your seatbelts. We're about to hit. They don't call it turbulence anymore. They call it rough. What do they call it? Rough air. Does that sound goofy? 
We're about to hit rough air. What the heck is rough air? Just say turbulence anyway. But anyhow, we're about to hit rough air. And I'm like, and I, I said right there, I'll stop. Even with my kids, sorry, I'm going to start praying in tongues. Lord, you promised me that you would not let turbulence get in the way. So I put angels under this plane right now. I stop these winds in the name of Jesus or I bind. And Lord, you just promised. I'm telling you guys, within two minutes, every time, it totally stopped. Every time, every time. And, and I, I, it's almost a joke with me and God. I'm like, I know I'm kind of watching this movie now. And I'm, I'm going to stop, put this thing on pause. Because Lord, you promised me. You just promised me. God wants you to begin to build your faith. Amen. He wants you to hang out with him. He wants you to talk to him. When you feel the turbulence or whatever in life, Lord, what do I do? How do I do this? Amen. This is how you get rid of fear. His perfect love casts out fear. Lord, you will give me the words to say when I need to say them. You will give me what to pray when I need to pray it. You will take care of me. I want everybody to get that, that, that he will take care of you. Just quit letting the devil try to take care of you by you trying to take care of you. Amen. He, he does. He, oh, who do you want taking care of you? You or God? No, get real about it. Who do you really want taking care of you? So then you have to, you have to spend time with say, why don't I trust you to take care of me? Heal me, God. Make me whole. Set me free. Deliver me. Deal with any disappointments. Show me where I missed you. He never, he never misses it. You missed him. Amen. Show me, God. Help me, God. Show me the hidden things of the heart. Show me the generational curses. Show me, God. Help me. Set me free. Amen. Spend some real time with a real God talking to him about real stuff. And he's going to prepare you for the days ahead. He's going to prepare you that, that it doesn't. And, and it's okay when you get a little uh, fear coming on or ruffled to run to God and, and deal with it. Lord, show me. Okay, help. You know, what am I afraid of? I don't have to know how I would handle um, I don't have to know and figure out how would I handle if, um, if we were in that part of the end days and our nation doesn't turn to God, right? I don't, I don't have to understand that. I don't know that. All I know is he will show me what I need when I need it. He'll show me what I need when I need it. And I, I, I've got to have a trust in that. Amen. I got to trust him. So build up your trust, build up your trust. Let God heal you and set you free and make you whole where you trusted in money, where you looked at other relationships to take care of you instead of God. It doesn't mean God won't use relationships. Amen. he will, but I can't try to get a relationship to take the place of God. First of all, can, does anybody think there is a relationship that can take the place of God? And if there was, would you want it? Even if somebody claimed it, not me. I want a relationship with the real God of the word of God. Amen. And we got to get, we really can have that. All right. Anyway, he goes on. Then he says, stand firm, be patient, have endurance. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know for sure that devastation is coming. At that time, all who are living in Judea must flee to the mountains. Those who live inside the city gates must go out and flee. And those who live outside the city must not enter back in for these are the days of God's vengeance whose vengeance you guys God's vengeance if it's his vengeance how many know we're going to be okay because we serve him amen if if we're still here and I've got all kinds of beliefs about that but those who are still here his Jewish people get a mark on their foreheads that protect them I personally believe the church is gone, but either way, he has it covered. Amen. He has it taken care of. It's his vengeance. He's not going to put vengeance except for the lukewarm. The lukewarm, they're going to have to choose him or choose the enemy. So what's another thing to be doing in this hour? Pray not to be lukewarm, but pray your kids aren't going to be lukewarm. Amen. Pray those around you aren't lukewarm. Ask God, how, Lord, bring people into their life. Give them visitations. You know, begin to pray. Get some scripture and pray so they're not lukewarm. All right. 
He goes on to say it's going to be really hard during that time for those in Jerusalem, um, the nursing moms, the pregnant women, because of the persecution and the wrath against the nation. Many will be cut down by the sword, scattered as prisoners in many countries. Jerusalem shall be trampled down by nations until the days of the world empires come to an end. Expect to witness amazing and perplexing signs throughout the universe with the sun, the moon, the stars. The raging of the sea will bring desperation and turmoil to many nations. Earthquakes will bring panic and disaster. What men see coming to the earth will cause the fear of doom to grip their hearts, for they will see the powers of the heavenly realm shaken. And at last, when you see how the Son of Man comes, surrounded with a cloud of great power and miracles, the radiance of his splendor, with great glory and praises, it will make you jump for joy for the day of your full transformation has arrived. Now, this is the Passion Translation, which I usually don't read out of that much, but I feel like the Lord just wants us to listen to it this way. And then he goes on, we don't have time tonight, but he goes on, he talks about recognize the fig tree, recognize when it's ripe, recognize its season, begin to get sensitive to the seasons, amen? And um, so we need to know what are these seasons? What are the seasons I'm in? What do we do? He says here, um, Jesus gave his disciples a parable. Haven't you observed the fig tree or any tree? When it buds and blooms, you realize that the season is changing and the summer is near. In the same way, when you see these prophetic signs occurring, you realize that earth is yielding to the fullness of God's kingdom. I assure you, the end of this age will not come until all that I've spoken have come to pass. Earth and sky will wear out, fade away before one word I speak loses its power, fails to accomplish its purposes. Be careful that you never allow your heart to grow cold. Remain passionate and free from anxiety and the worries of this life. Then you will not be caught off guard by what happens. Don't let me come and find you drunk and careless and living like everyone else. For that day will come as a shocking surprise to all, like a downpour that drenches everyone, catching many unaware and unprepared. Here, here's the next thing he tells us to do. Keep a watch over your soul. Pray for the courage and grace to prevail over these things that are destined to occur, that you will stand before the presence of the Son of Man with a clear conscience. Each day Jesus taught in the temple, and he spent nights on Mount of Olives, and all the people came early to the temple courts to listen to the words he taught. And I encourage you, keep reading, because it's pretty cool the different things he teaches next as he's talking to them about this. But, but here's, here's the thing. We've yet to see the bride ready. Amen. We've yet to see apostolic power come. We've yet to see the book of Acts back on planet earth, right? It's going to be greater than that. So, so, so instead of looking at, oh, these are the signs of what's kind of getting, trying to happen around us and sort of happening around us and different nations, it's already seemed like it's happened. God's like, what are we supposed to be looking for? A perfected bride, taking it to the altar so we don't have spot or blemish, amen? But begin to move in the power of God. I want to encourage every one of you, begin to step out into the power of God. Begin to prophesy. Begin to pray and intercede. Begin to um, cry out for what God tells you. Begin to do what he shows you to do, to begin to get that muscle, amen, in the supernatural, amen? Where, where you just know, Lord, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, when, I, when you want me to do it. Kind of really see this as a time of really maturing. A time of really maturing, really maturing in the things of God, really going after the things of God, really trusting in the power of God, really getting to know God. Amen? Because he's going to make his bride ready. I, I, the, the world is so messed up, you guys. Or let's say this, the U.S. of A. is so messed up, right? We're going to have to know how to cast out demons. We're, they're pouring them into our kids in regular school. They're teaching them witchcraft, amen? Right? So who's going to get those demons out of them? Only believers can get those demons out of them. Amen? We've got to start having vision um, when we do this conference, when we start doing these, these seminars or conferences starting this fall, 
I want you guys to really pray. I want you to really see, man, people are going to come in there with a seared conscience and that demon, which is like a wall that blocks that person from being convicted by the Holy Ghost. That demon's got to get out of the way. That demon's got to get out of the way. Their conscience is going to be made where it can be sensitive to the Holy Spirit conviction again. Amen. These are things you can be praying now for the conferences that are coming up. Amen. Don't, don't give up on anybody. Don't give up on anybody. These are all spirits that are affecting people. And we have authority in the spirit realm. Amen. Amen. Just get these things right with your heart. So, you know, deal with fear issues. But begin to begin to see that people are going to come in here and the power of God is going to hit them and they're going to be set free. I just believe we're going to see women and men completely healed from shame and seared conscience and hurt places from the past. And I believe those who are going to watch it online and then when we send it um, to the nations that people are going to get healed and free. Amen. We need to begin to see it's going to be in a greater power and authority than we've walked in yet. And I'm not talking just me. I'm talking everybody who's going to minister and everybody that God may have speak to somebody. Amen. Amen. Begin to see this place full of people and even young people who are coming. Even if the protesters want to come, that's fine. They just got to come inside so we can preach at them. Amen. We'll put big speakers out there. Jordan could do that. Amen. We want people healed. We want them set free. We're not setting up a power struggle with human beings. We've actually already pretty much won the one in the spirit. And now if we don't get haughty and the wrong attitude, we're going to watch God win a generation for his glory. Amen. I think a lot of people are fed up with gross. And so we're just going to really believe. We're going to start really praying for our children and our children's children, those who have grandchildren. We're going to really start praying for God to show. We're going to start having vision and seeing things for our, for our families. Amen. See your kids completely free, healed, delivered, loving God. Amen. Just and see your grandchildren free. See your parents free. See your brothers and sisters free. Amen. To see people really, really getting an encounter with God. Amen. Only Holy Spirit can save our nation. Amen. Only Holy Spirit can push and stop what Satan has started in our nation. How many know he's going to? I just know God's going to. He's like, we're watching. We've, we've stayed faithful for all these years interceding and praying. Amen. And now we're beginning to see it. We don't want to lose it by pride. Amen. We don't want to get haughty and prideful and then have to have a fall. And you kind of see that in some of the posts with people, right? But God knows whose prayers and whose authority and what he's doing. Amen. I, I believe with all my heart, God's going to win California. I never thought that before. But after what he showed me when I was there, when he showed me why, and he showed me the draw to that and this big divide. And I, we had to first fight, not let that get over here. Amen. Ho! And we've won that. Even Georgia, even Georgia is going to bow its knee to the Lord. Amen. So we just got to keep praying. It's got to, somebody's got to do something with it. Don't think it's an accident that God had President Trump put in over the most judges of anybody in history. Before that, I think it was Reagan who put in the most judges. And, and you guys, when I went to the Reagan library, and I heard Trump say before he really studied Reagan, everything Reagan did, he really studied to see how to turn the nation around. Well, if you go to this thing, er everything that was going on then looks like today. And he turned it all around. And so everything I heard in these, he, he did it with more manners, okay? He did it more like the movie star who, who got along with people better. But God seriously has Trump studying the strategy that Reagan used to turn everything around after Carter was in. So we need to keep playing it. Lord, show him that strategy, but show him the strategy to take it even beyond that. Amen. And I just really believe that God is doing something. Pray for the next few months. Really pray. Pray about this big thing that's planned for October where they're supposed to send millions of illegals into this country. Pray for the 65 buses of illegals that got in Virginia yesterday. 
Pray that they have an encounter with God and get saved. Pray that people who know how to speak their languages begin to devise churches and get these people saved. Amen. I really believe part of the reason God's allowing all these illegals to come here is because very little of the church has gone to the nations in a long time. So we'll bring them here. He's bringing them by the bus loads. Amen. Let's get them saved. Let's get them healed and saved. Some of them will go home as great evangelists. And if they stay, they're not going to want to kill babies. And they're not going to want to ever go back to uh, Marxism. They're never going to want those things. Amen. The church, we just have to begin to strategize. We need to pray that people who know the language will rise up and start churches. Do you know who would want the help more than anybody is somebody because for every lousy person who's demonized, who got through, I guarantee you there's a lot of decent people who got through who are just trying to have a better life. Amen. So we cannot do to the illegals who are being paid to come here, who are being taken care of to come here and promised everything and act as if you wouldn't be doing that for your family too. Amen. So we need to pray that there's a move of the Holy Spirit that's going to come upon those, even in those buses. Let's just really believe. Let's just really believe that there's going to be an outpouring of God's Spirit in ways we can't even imagine over every illegal that's here. And even those who are here with bad intentions, that God would get them saved, that they won't want to go back. Amen. They won't want to. They'll want what God has. If they go back to their countries, they'll be taking God's grace back with them. Amen. We need to really pray. And then however he wants us to do that. If, you know, I'm full. If he wants to send somebody who speaks some of those languages, then send them, Lord. We'll give them a place to have church. Amen? I think he's going to do something really cool with it. Amen? I think he's going to do something really cool with it. If the church. It also says, if the church, if the church, if the church. That's us. Actually, I think I heard of a ministry that's already doing that. They were on, I think they were on um, Elijah's streams. So we need to find out who they are and maybe start supporting that. Amen. That's what we need. If they had, if our, if the church had handled the aftermath of the civil war differently, we wouldn't have had all these painful, painful years. So we need to learn from that. We need to make sure. We need to make sure that those who get into this nation, and it's both sides. This isn't talking about who was right or wrong. Amen? This is talking about Two people, these are two opposing people groups who chose, the enemy chose to make them enemies. Amen? We need to bring healing and restoration there. Amen? We need to bring healing and restoration there. Or it's going to touch generation after generation after generation. Amen? And we need to look for God. How, how did he bless? What can he do? What is he doing? Amen? We've just got to get really high in the things of God and see how do we do this from your strategy? How do we do this, Lord, that makes a beautiful, awesome life for people who say yes to you? Amen? Because really there's only two people group on the earth. Saved and unsaved. That's it. That's it. That's the only two real groups on the whole earth. Saved and unsaved. That's all it's going to be before they get before the Lord is, did you accept my son into the kingdom? You? No. If that's how God sees everything, isn't that how we need to see it? So we're supposed to be light so that people can make that choice. Amen? And Satan's going to do everything he can so people will not even think that there's a choice to make. Amen. Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster. 
Beauty for Ashes ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.